This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, man. We're just having a good time up here at the Squire, man. Yeah. It's, I just feel like there's so many good things going. You know, I've been telling folks, man, as hard as January is, I feel like we've kind of gotten through the first part of February, and we've solidly, like, pivoted into a positive direction. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, like, it's mm-hmm. just... Things are moving right on up, baby. I, I just in, was informed about 20 minutes ago that a good friend of mine just got a job. He's been hunting one for a while. And Caleb, the intern, who uh, who I, I think is about due for an upgrade, by the way, he he actually uh, he he's back at work after breaking his kneecap. I mean, yeah. who breaks his, who breaks their kneecap? You know, and so he's been back around. He's and, still uh, limping around. You know, the, the, like... weather, the weather's looking up. It's you know, business is uh, business is <laughs> going okay. And yeah, man, I booked my tickets to Chicago for the pipe show today. Woo! So uh, that's exciting. And uh, man, looking forward to getting up there. And things are moving along. That's awesome, man. You know, it was moving it was along. interesting because beforehand, like you mentioned your friend that, that locked down a, a new job, and I was just thinking actually while we were getting set up about the fact that so many people celebrate various big life moments by coming to the pipe shop yeah, yeah. Uh, both like happy and sad like you know, lost your job you go to the pipe shop got, got a new job go to the pipe shop <laughs> had, exactly a, right. had a baby for good or ill you go to the pipe no, shop no. <laughs> you know? exactly so it's uh it's it's a uh, you know marriage divorce whatever it may be you're at the pipe you're, shop you're, you're at the pipe shop yeah <laughs> exactly so that is crazy all right well man uh you know i just i just came back from a massive weekend yeah uh, what were you what were you down in new orleans like having a bible study or something dude, well, I, well it's sort of actually <laughs> Uh, so I mentioned it last week. Because that's what you do in New World. I mentioned it last week, and uh, you know I was I was very blessed and very fortunate that uh, my uncle, who uh, is a, a member of Endymion, which is like one of the biggest cruise uh, right. uh, Mardi Gras parades in in, uh, in New Orleans, he rides the floats and everything. He gave me his spot uh, a couple of months ago, and and so this weekend was the weekend, man. I actually got to go get on the float, throw the beads, and it was an amazing experience. And yes, to, to answer your question, it's a full day event. Which partly includes a mass. So actually, you go and the bishop does uh, perform mass for all of the uh, crew members. We we go, <laughs> we get our uh, we get our costumes, and then the, uh, the we go to mass. They in, got the bishop out there in costume. Well, that's the funny thing. So the bishop. You know, you know, for those of you who are not Catholic, you know, typically you know the bishop when you see him. No, yeah, he's got his uh, his pointy hat, his mitre hat. He, he's on. got the special robes, right? Yeah, and, and all the the get up, yeah, well, and his little staff thing. This yeah. this bishop was blinged out, but it was the bishop. It wasn't like a, a faux bishop or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> but he had like a Mardi Gras, like I guess version of his cloak. I don't know the correct phraseology, so I apologize to our it, Catholic. It listeners. probably would have been a uh, a cassock or an alb, perhaps. Okay, all right, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And so anyway, so uh, the, I'll, I'll probably be corrected very soon here, but I, it's it might be one of those. So we. Went went to mass afterwards they took us to a feast and so we all got uh, some delicious food this amazing kind of brisket beef sandwich with this jambalaya and gumbo and all these great stuff some guys brought some cigars from the cigar factory which were uh, it was uh, delicious as well yeah absolutely and then afterwards after all that we get up on our floats and you know you you have to wear your mask the entire time you can't pass out those are the two rules <laughs> mask on the whole time but can't pass how, out how'd you fare i did really well i was very I paced myself. You, you kept your mask on, so you did. You were fifty percent. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> Thing is, man, you get in these these floats, and there are bags and bags like like these big uh, sandbag size bags of beads. I mean, like you know, they're they're massive, and like you can't even see the floor. You're like climbing over them as you're opening them to throw stuff. 
And I mean, like, it's a long, long parade. Like, it's like four to five hours. So we go through and we're throwing beads. Actually, I get a chance to see my cousins and I was able to throw beads at them. And then you start off in kind of the neighborhoods. So it's like a little bit more family oriented right, and right. family friendly. And as you get to the downtown area, you know how everybody talks about Mardi Gras? That's all in the downtown area. <laughs> but I will say this. It wasn't nearly as bad or like, you know, you get this painting of like this crazy debauchery. Right. It's honestly not that bad. That's what I, you know, I hear that. It's funny. Everyone's like, oh, Mardi Gras is crazy. And you're just wading through these, you know, crowds of filth and all this villainry and, you know, all this stuff. And then I see, you know, pictures of my friends down there with their little kids. And they're, yeah. they're you know, taking photos with, you know, people dressed up and they're showing off all the beads they got and everyone's having fun. It seems like it kind of innocent. I'm just well, like, what, what's the, what gives here? You know, I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mislead. I mean, there is some of that involved, right? I mean, but it's, it's just Orleans, not right? nearly as enough, like yeah. to the extent that people say. Yeah. But anyway, this is the cool thing. So the parade actually goes directly into the Superdome, and inside the Superdome, there's this massive ball. They call it an extravaganza. Uh, Jason Derulo played, and somebody else that I did not recognize played, and your float goes around and you're throwing beads at people in there. They all have to wear tuxes while we're wearing these ridiculous clown costumes and everything. It's amazing. And the float actually stops right in front of the stage. So you are literally right front row with the stage right there. And so it was just phenomenal. It was an amazing experience. It's probably the latest I've stayed up since being a father, honestly. <laughs> and this is sad, but I am so, I am still very sore from throwing beads. <laughs> Man, you know you're out of shape like when your best workout in months is uh, is throwing beads. Yeah. I, I, I got to tell you, man, like that's, you, don't, you don't normally do that kind of thing. And then when you do it for hours on end, I mean, right. like, you know, it, it, it builds up. But no, anyway. That's, that's that's something. Yeah. I just shouts out to uh, to the folks in New Orleans that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people that live in New Orleans try to, to either vacate uh, during that time. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like, even like the plastic bags, I'm like, where do I put this? Just throw it on the ground. I was like, well, I don't want to trash the city. And then I'm looking out, oh, that's exactly what we're doing. That's we're what people do. Trash in the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can handle it. They can what handle a dumpster it. fire. <laughs> no, it's great. You know, I, it, it's so funny as we've, you know, lived close to New Orleans and, uh, you know, have always been kind of steeped in that, you know, just around that uh, in, in Jackson here. But uh, I, I've never been to Mardi Gras. And it's one of those things that I, you know, I think I, I hear all the stuff, you know, about how crazy it is and all that. And I'm like, man, I don't know. But the more I learn about it, the more friends I have that go and everything. I'm like, it seems like something you could go enjoy for a day and, you know, not get out of control. Well, so. it, to some extent, it's about the crew. We should start a new crew, the crew of Pipe or, or the crew of Briar or something of that nature. Yeah. Where we all go, we smoke our pipes while we're throwing out beads at everything. Yeah. Could, that could that could be kind of cool. Yeah, we could we could take the whatever jar with us and throw the contents <laughs> of the whatever jar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people be like, "Oh, I got the Latakia," or "Oh, you know, I got the uh, the Black Cavendish," or something. It, it could happen. It could be good. Was I there know, a Greek? Was there a Greek god of, of pipes and, and smoking? Pro probably not. I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, probably not. But we could invent it like, you know, kind of as uh, apocryphal history or something, you know, and just kind of have our own history. Right. That could be fun. Right. 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 <laughs> we could, uh, actually, you, you would be the mascot. That's the beautiful thing. I would. Because <laughs> it'd be Tobacco Jesus. It's it terrible. Be, be the bishop would have a problem with you. He, he would. Yeah. He, he would. He would. I, I would. I would be thoroughly, uh, quickly excommunicated. Well, I know Even that, though I'm not Catholic, he'd be like, I'm excommunicated. You just, you just you cut out anyway. anyway. Right. Yeah. Well, man, I know that's kind of a long story to, to share, but it was just a blast and I just wanted to share it with you guys. And, and yeah, it was just, it was an amazing experience. But man, what's, what's been going on uh, here in the local uh, pipe community and beyond? Man, yeah. So, uh, you know, lots going on. Of course, uh, the 20th of this month is uh, International Pipe Smoking Day, which we're Whee! so thrilled about. And of course, uh, last week on our show, we announced that, you know, all our sales and everything we've got going on. So just to reiterate, next week on the 20th, uh, which is Tuesday, it'll, our sale will go 
Start then and go through Saturday. 10% off everything in the shop, 20% off all pipes, and then we're giving away some really cool stuff that we're excited about. So we're making actually a, a special International Pipe Smoking 2018 blend, oh! uh, which is awesome. The only way you can get it is if you place a $50 order through the Country Squire, and, and you'll just automatically get that. You don't have to apply any code or anything. You'll just That'll just show up in your package. And so uh, you'll I mean, get, do people get any kind of hints at what that. this is? No, it, it's, it's, you're going to have to talk about it after you get it. You got to get it. It's exciting. You're man. either in or you're yeah. out. No, right it's it's right going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so $50 order gets you that. $150 order, you get a free t-shirt. Just be sure to put your, your size in the notes of the order down there. And then at $200, you actually get a free tin of, uh, of premium pipe tobacco. Uh, it is dealer's choice, but if you do have any kind of preferences, like, oh, please send me an aromatic tin. Please send me a, an English blend or a non-aromatic, something like that. We'll do the best we can to accommodate you. You get so, some random drops um, in this. I'm man, like, we're, we're excited, dude. It's going to be one of those things where people will be fired up to, to <laughs> open their open their their packages. Yeah. So International Pipe Smoking Day, of course, it's always a big hoot. Everyone gets fired up, and everyone's trolling these message boards, trying to find discount codes and all that kind of stuff. We actually are going to be doing everything in the in the store will be 10 percent off, and then uh, it, I'm I'm pretty sure you won't have to apply any discount codes. We if we do, we'll send an email out about that. But anyway, we're very excited. So, That's awesome. Yeah, man. should be good. In other pipe news, the uh, uh, as we've been announcing the past couple weeks, the Raleigh, North Carolina Pipe and Tobacco Expo is Saturday, April 7th there at the North Carolina State Fairgrounds. And they've actually got a pipe carver's workshop on April 7th from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. If you have any questions, you can contact Steve, and uh, he's, his email is steve at gocsouth.com and then of course our good friends in Texas they've announced their Texas Pipe Show there at uh, Pop Safari Room in Fort Worth and that'll be on October 6th which is a Saturday. Gotcha. So, man, some big news in the pipe world of the past uh, couple days here I was forwarded a, an article here actually written by Sykes Wilford over at smokingpipes.com. And uh, apparently uh, Lars Iverson, just incredibly famous storied pipe carver, passed away yesterday, as oh my a matter gosh. of fact. So uh, he was he was 73, it looks like. Lars Iverson, of course, comes from just an incredible lineage of pipe carvers in, in his family. And I mean, this is just, uh, you know, if, if you can be closest to pipe royalty, Certainly in the Western tradition, I mean that this is right there, guy, yeah. and yeah. So anyway, um, d- passed away at seventy three a couple days ago. So a lot of times, folks would bump into him at different pipe shows and uh, things like that. His pipes were highly and are highly coveted, and I'm sure will continue to be on the market. But anyway, Lars Iverson passing away at, at seventy three. Man, so, yeah, wow. Well, we got a lot of good news. Got a lot of a lot of sad. Yeah, a little pivoting. Yeah, yeah, but man, this show will be coming out on uh, on Valentine's Day. You got any Valentine's Day plans? Oh well, you. You know, uh, so we're, we're kind of combining Valentine's Day and Mardi Gras. We're, we got a little Mardi Gras that we're doing with the kiddos, and uh, yeah, we you know we we got some plans. Got some uh, some some plans in order. Should be nice. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't want to. Well, my wife doesn't listen to this show. I got her. I got her a box of chocolates. <laughs> I, I went with I went with kind of the the very traditional Valentine's Day thing. Typically, we don't normally do the Valentine's uh, Day festivities, but I thought, you know what? This year, let's have some fun with it. So I got some little Valentines for the girls. Yeah. Little, little chocolate boxes. Well, that's and, fun. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I, I, like I got one of those giant ones for my wife. So I think that'll be kind of fun. That'd be good. Yeah. What about what about y'all? You're in the midst of uh, wedding planning. Dude, and we're in the in the middle of wedding planning. Yeah. We actually don't uh, have any plans. Uh, Ash Wednesday is actually this Wednesday. That's it's, right. It's Valentine's. Yeah. 
Valentine's Day. It's kind of funny. So I'll be, Nina, uh, my fiance has to work a little late that night. And so I think she'll be doing something. But then I've got to uh, got to run to church to go get my forehead uh, ashed up. And uh, <laughs> yeah, man, other than that, just, uh, you know, going to be another day. But yeah, looking forward to that, man. Wedding planning, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, as all our listeners and friends have told me, it, um, it, it gets worse before it gets better. But <laughs> Yes, progressively no, it's worse actually, up until the big triumphant it's moment. It's actually yeah. been, you know, it's funny. As busy as it is, it's it's been uh, really drama free. We've been, uh, man, we've been really blessed. So That's it's great. an exciting, fun season. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, it is the time of the season for loving, and that being the case, we have got a very special Tobacco Talk episode tonight. For listeners who this is their first type of Tobacco Talk episode, this is a series that we do, typically around the same time that we do Esquire Select, interestingly enough, where we take two to three tobaccos and we talk about them, we kind of review them, we do what essentially you would expect a pipe tobacco podcast to do, and that is discuss and review pipe tobacco. Because this is happening around the season of love. We decided we'd kind of make a little bit of a Valentine's Day twist and, in fact, have some Valentine-themed approaches to picking out the pipe tobaccos that we're discussing. Now, when I suggested this to you, I saw you had two reactions. First was, oh, neat idea, and then followed by, wait, how do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> that That is actually the best way I know to to uh, describe, you know, this episode. It's like, well, that, that that's a kind of fun, you know, but what the heck does that even mean? How? How do you approach that? <laughs> how? <laughs> Uh, man, Ladies, yeah. take notes. No, that's that's it. So, uh, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we're having a little fun with this. But when you think about Valentine's Day, what, what comes to your mind? You know, you think about sweet chocolates and fruits and candy and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, roses and, you know, just different things like that that go along with the holiday. It's actually funny. My fiance and I, we both are not, we're, we don't really care for Valentine's Day. This is not really a, I, I, don't, yeah. know if, I don't know if y'all are that way. but That we, was similar, yeah. We really just don't. And, and that's something I've confirmed. I. I actually wanted to make sure she wasn't just saying that to agree with me. Uh-huh. That's important. <laughs> like you're going to bait and switch. Yeah, that, that's, re- that's really, really important. Right. <laughs> right oh, yeah. Right, right. Oh, I don't like Valentine's Day either. And then, you know, you come to find out she's been bitter for the past 25 years <laughs> because I hadn't bought her a, like, you know, <laughs> box of heart-shaped, you know, teddy bear chocolates or right. something. <laughs> you don't love me because the teddy bear. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so, you know, we, you go into it thinking, okay, well, this kind of gets overdone. But, you know, and, and as someone who is single for so many years, you kind of understand, like, the... Single you know, awareness the, day. Yeah, it's single awareness day. You know, I, I, I get that. I'm getting married later in life uh, for, you know, for most people in the South anyway, who get married at like age eight and a half. And so, you know, you just, uh, you become more sensitive to the, the, that kind yeah, of no, thing. Yeah, no, of course, of course. And so, you know, we are going into it kind of thinking we, we're just playing on the chocolate and cherry kind of fruit, uh, you know, uh, it, it, thoughts here and uh, and thought we'd kind of run with that. There's actually been a um, been a tin of tobacco that I've been wanting to review for a while because it's a really good seller at the Squire, but it's just something that never really rose to the top. And I thought we'd use this as kind of an opportunity to review it just because it's it's been around. It's a it's a great opportunity. And it happens to be a chocolate tobacco, which is good. Um, and apropos. so uh, very apropos. Of course, we love and talk about all the time uh, the tobaccos uh, at Cornell and Deal. Cornell and Deal, great, amazing American tobacconist, you know, been around for a long time and quite uh, Jeremy Reeves, our friend over there, who's just such a talented blender. Well know, known in the pipe community. Very well yeah. known in the pipe community. Gosh, they just keep cranking out, you know, these amazing hits and are, are so aggressive on, uh, you know, trying different things and mixing it up. And a tobacco that they've had at Cornell and Deal for actually some time is one that we sell quite a bit of here at the Squire. And it's uh, it's called it's called Chocolate Cavendish. It's just really simple. Man, that, that is that is what you call calling a duck a duck right and there. It, and it, it is. It's just that that's, that's <laughs> it. It's called Chocolate Cavendish. And uh, it, I love it. You know, Cornell... Uh, 
Cornell and Deal, they, uh, a few years ago, kind of changed up their artwork on all their tins. And th- their tins, it, the ones that aren't in a certain series look very simple. You know, if you're listening and not watching, you may be familiar. Their tins are just kind of a auburn, like a burnt orange color with a and d tobacco and then the name of the tobacco up front. Some of the tins that are in different series have really cool artwork on them and that kind of thing. But Cornell Deal, a lot of their traditional older blends are just in this very vanilla packaging. And, and frankly, it's kind of appealing. It, it, what's funny? Uh, it's it, been like it's really, really not. It's been like this a while. What, what's what's interesting is they had an artwork update a couple of years ago, and this is actually much more elaborate than it used to be. Oh, wow. <laughs> Believe it or not, which is kind of funny. So, uh, you know, it just used to be really simple, but Chocolate Cavendish has been around for quite some time. We sell we sell a lot of it here. So Yeah, man. Uh, they, so the Cornell D.A., yeah, you talk about kind of the, you know, here's here's this one solid color that goes everywhere, and then their text and, and logo goes over it. I mean, it, yeah. that is a very much kind of a, a design of the era. I, now, I think we're actually kind of moving out of a little bit out of that design into, uh, instead of just here's this one color, here's that one color, but here's like all of that one color like brushed around and that sort of thing <laughs> right and so uh but it is very much a, a modern a modern look i think they were a little yeah. ahead of the time even in their design approach not yeah. to say that i don't like, I like the it. more detailed uh tens as well but this one is nice yeah it's just uh it, it's a nice uh can nice we, change can we pop it open yeah so um th- let me read the back of it it's uh, our traditional cavendish base made even more flavorful with the addition of our own exclusive formulation of natural chocolate and cocoa beans so Ooh. really beautiful uh, i'll let you bo- bo- uh, smell it and describe it here Oh, oh! It's just like you handed me a like little little uh, uh, little heart shape of uh, uh, of chocolates, and I'm opening it up and I'm giving it a whiff. We've already had people like Portland Paul's missing us tonight, but he says no making out. <laughs> oh, oh man! All right, so so this is you, you, cocoa. What you just said? Yeah, no, like, that's right. Honestly, when the the tin note speaks to me more, because I, I I know that cocoa and chocolate are in the same vein, right? But but they're very. When I think of chocolate, I tend to think of like milk chocolate. Milk chocolate, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But this is very much a cocoa type of well. Uh, whiff. I, yeah. What's interesting about this, of course, you've got a tobacco that is just very clean. You know, this is. Um, a lot of Cavendish-based tobaccos, you know, you've got people think of opening something that's real syrupy, a lot of lots of moisture, lots of heavy casing. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is an incredibly simple tobacco, much like the name and the the branding would kind of portray here, right? So you've got a, a kind of a chopped Cavendish cut burly mixture here, it looks like, and it's just real finely kind of chopped and, and ribbon cut. It's got that, you know, kind of signature old school Cavendish look to it. Now, we're not talking about fermented or steamed or toasted Cavendish or anything that like that. This is just a real natural looking tobacco. But I think what's striking about this is that, you know, this is not your very heavily cased aromatic. You're not opening a tin of uh, Malta Dolce here or something that's got just a lot of syrup or a lot of casing on it. It's very dry, but not in a unpleasant way. I mean, it's, it's decidedly an aromatic tobacco. So real soft, the cocoa flavor to it is uh, is very subtle, but it's one of those that, you know, I think honestly has a lot of usefulness as far as its simplicity goes, because it can be smoked alone, but it can also be blended with things as well. So very, very clean. So it can be on its own in a singles awareness kind of way, or it can be blended with something else in a very romantic kind of way. That 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 is exactly right. Mm. That, that that is exactly now, right. that right there, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is a pipe tobacco for Valentine's Day. Ah, uh, you well like that, played, right, sir? You like yes. that? <laughs> uh, it burns really clean. It's one of those that you know. Again, this is of your aromatics. It's going to be a drier aromatic. And again, it, you know, they talk about the cocoa and the you, you know, you talk about the difference between chocolate and cocoa and those flavors. It, there's some cigars we have here at the shop called uh, Toscanellos, real popular. It's actually a brand of cigar, the Toscanos that Clint Eastwood smoked in those movies. Really cool Italian 
kind of cheroot looking cigars, you know, really great. Matter of fact, uh, Adrian, one of our listeners is also um, the representative for our shop for that particular cigar with Miami Cigars, and they do a great job. But the Tuscanellos, they have a cigar that reminds me very much of this tobacco because it's actually flavored with cocoa bean. You've got this kind of, it's not a artificial flavoring. They use vanilla, natural vanilla, natural cocoa to flavor these cigars. And so it's, you're not getting a chocolate flavor as much as you are just kind of this almost a baking cocoa flavor. So it's like an extract that they're using. It's not like they're like grinding it up and powdering. I, you know, to be honest, I'm not positive. I think Mm. it could be some of both. Yeah. Interesting. I think it could be some of both. Wow. I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, obviously they have their own proprietary recipes, but I almost get that sense in which it's like, oh, they've found the chocolate powder, you know, back in, in the back of grandma's kitchen and right. we're kind of using that to, to dust up some of this tobacco and uh, it's 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 pleasant, you know. Grandma's so, kitchen would be a great name for a pipe tobacco. Yeah, it, it would. It would. Uh, so anyway, yeah. uh, it, this is a Chocolate Cavendish from Cornell and Deal. Good blend. It's not one of those, you know, if you like just syrupy, syrupy sweet tobaccos, it's not going to be uh, probably your favorite, but if you do like just a gentle aromatic that's simple, nice all day smoke with a uh, a nice tobacco flavor, but also elements of sweetness. I think you'll thoroughly. Oh so, man, yeah. uh, that's a uh, lovely, lovely pick. I mean, like you know, like you say, if you're home alone, you want to smoke it on your own, you go right for it. Or if you're with someone, you want to blend it on up. You know where to go. That's the Cornell and Deal Chocolate Cavendish. <laughs> All right, what up next? We got here? You're, 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 do, you're doing great, Bo. You do, you're oh, by the great. way, uh, Punk Rock Piper wanted to clarify: is that Red Cavendish? I believe it is, yeah, because, okay. I mean, it's burly. It, this is just burly, yeah. I mean, it's just a, it, it, this is not a steamed black Cavendish. It, it's it's like a natural, you know, Peter Stokeby um, has what they call a, a, a Dutch natural Cavendish. This reminds me much more of that than like a traditional black Cavendish. Gotcha. You know? So you're looking at more of a red, kind of a brown, brown look there. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you got. All right, man, what we got up next? Uh, so we've got one of our house blends here we're actually talking about tonight. We've talked about this blend a lot historically uh, here on the show, and it's not a blend that we've talked about as much of late, but it, what's interesting is this blend is uh, has just been reformulated. And Ooh. so we decided, we uh, worked really hard on it. This was, uh, you know, kind of a project of Caleb the intern and, and mine uh, over the last couple of uh, months. And it's something we have been needing to do for a while. And finally, the market kind of forced our hand and we have reformulated this blend. This is, you know, something that happens occasionally in the pipe world where you get stuck with this really popular tobacco. But what made it so popular is that you were using very unique ingredients and then you know maybe you're one of the few people on in the market that found that ingredient and used it and so therefore it went off the market and and you're, you're stuck with this recipe that is awesome but uh you can't make anymore and so we just kind of had to start monkeying with our uh with our parsons blend oh formula nice which is, which is really something i had you know it's funny i yeah i had a feeling that parsons blend might be making an appearance yeah. on this one because of its origins and because of the way that it can really help your romantic relationship as well no matter who you're with <laughs> And I know John David's about to tell us more about that. I, I love. I, I feel like we're on like almost like a Saturday Night Live, par- <laughs> like like parody Valentine's Day show. Yeah, like, we got our Cavassier. Like, like, is the ladies' man like <laughs> but feeding you questions oh, to me? Is that like like man? If I no, was going to talk is... about pipe tobacco and also be sexified, no, like no, I would no. ask questions like this. This is uh, <laughs> no man. This is this is Bo after dark CSR after dark. That's just terrible. Parsons blend after dark. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about Parsons. Blend. So we've got uh, we've got Parsons blend here. Of course, Parsons. Parsons blend. I love this tobacco. This is a tobacco originally about six years ago that we blended 
for my priest, uh, which is a, a local Anglican minister. He is a customer here at the Country Squire. He wanted something his wife liked the smell of, and uh, you know, just uh, you know, this is a tobacco that's meant to be smoked indoors. It's lots of burly, and so it's real fluffy with lots of uh, nice, puffy, cloudy smoke. But it's also got a sweet aroma to it, no tongue bite, that kind of thing. Mm. And so, over the years, we just sold so much Parsons blend, and we got to the point where you know, because of the um, tobacco environment, we were forced to reblend it. And so, we, this is one we worked really really hard on obviously because it's a house favorite you know and so um so anyway parsons blend we've got a blend of cavendish uh virginia's uh and uh and burley and the the burley and the cavendish uh you know parsons blend traditionally has been a fruit mixture it's kind of a medley almost like a you know, if fruitcake were a good thing, it was <laughs> right, it was right. it was that kind of uh-huh, the, kind of uh-huh. deal. You know, <laughs> and uh, th- this one we we've um, we, we've kept some of that in there, but um, this one is decidedly it's got uh, the cherry that most people did get out of Parsons Blend, but it also has this kind of backdrop undergirding uh, note of, of what we're really excited about, which is uh, which is apricot. And, and I think that's fun. This, this has been a fun tobacco to really come to come to know and love. And I, I think if folks smoked Parsons Blend in the past and it, and it was a little too sweet for them, this is going to be a little more uh, subtle of a variety. I liked how sweet Parsons Blend was. Well, it's still sweet. It's All still right. it's still sweet. But it's uh, but I, I think for the folks that enjoy stuff that is not quite as, um, you know, quite as over the top, it, it might might provide you with something. So anyway, give it a smell. Oh, man, I'm yeah. so excited for this because I, I, you know, I, I, I knew. I, honestly, I can't wait for you to try it. Yeah, I, it's, I, this is something we're we're really proud uh, to come out with. Oh yeah, no, the sweetness is still there. No, yeah. it, it's definitely and and the jar note. You know, this is something that when you smell it immediately in the jar, you think, okay, this is this is Parsons blend. All right, so I know that you know you've you've got some amazing Tolkien esque inspired blends, and you even have a bag end blend. But there is something about taking a deep whiff of Parsons blend that makes you feel like you've just walked into this big hearth, this big hobbit hole with like a fire and good food and everything else. And like this is the smell of like the tobacco in the air. Like Parsons blend is home, man. Like it it's, really, it's it such really a good. Is. You've you've done so well. This is this is excellent. Man. I think we feel I think we feel really good about it. The room note on this tobacco is really nice. It's one of those that. We kind of stayed true, uh, you know, when we blended this blend originally. This is something that, you know, was meant to be smoked. If your uh, significant other would allow it, this is meant to be smoked indoors, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. And so we wanted to pe- leave people with a real clean, delicious tasting and smelling uh, room note and all that. But um, but it's also something that I think is uh, is really nice. The subtle flavors, again, of the apricot, those uh, dried fruits kind of uh, bring up the rear with just a little bright cherry. This is not like a, you know, syrupy cherry. This is, think more of a uh, just kind of a dash of a a, a real clean uh, kind of bright cherry over the top with uh, with some nice uh, burley and just a dash of Virginia in there too for some more natural sweetness. But the burley in this tobacco, it's always a lot of fun because this is a, a tobacco that people love because of the amount of smoke it produces. You know, we're not talking about get those plumes, man. Plumes of smoke with with Parsons blend. That's always been very you know kind of a key element to it. So, but anyway, uh, you know, it's a good it's it's this a fruit flavored tobacco. It's one of those that is appealing to a whole lot of palates and an incredibly good seller. And we thought it'd be good uh, tonight for. Uh, uh, for Valentine's Day. What I love, man, is you, you sneak it. You sneak that cherry in there because, you know, the fact is, you know, you can definitely uh, you can definitely pick that up. And I'm not somebody who likes cherries. Well, but uh, that's, you mask it. Okay, <laughs> so everything else that's so going that, on. That's, that's another thing with Parsons Blend, right? Mm-hmm. Most people that smoke tobaccos, you, you, you let them see your different, you know, varieties that we've got here at the Squire. And they're like, oh, well, you can go ahead and mark all those out because they're cherry right? We're so hesitant to, to let people put Parsons Blend in that category yeah. b- because it's not, th- there's so much more going on in Parsons Blend than just 
a wallop of cherry, right? I mean, that's just kind of, you know, traditionally where it's been. So um, it's it's more of a, of a, we just have always called it a fruit mixture because you'll get notes of grape and uh, apricot and cherry and raspberry and just these different things that are in there. But uh, apple, a lot of folks get apple there, but a pear flavor, we've, we've heard that before. But, you know, uh, there is an element of cherry there. We want to acknowledge it, but we, we're so vexed when this tobacco winds up, you know, getting lumped in with other cherry tobaccos because it's just, uh, it's just, it's just not. It's just not such. So uh, anyway, we, we encourage you to try this. I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, you got to love that story too, right? I mean, Parsons was in this this very like committed, blended relationship with certain ingredients that got ripped <laughs> away from it uh, before the time was really there and it was missing. Like it was not whole. It could not be a blend without these ingredients coming together. And it took some time, man. Parsons uh, had to come to Jesus, had to have have some time to get its recipe right before it finally found the right ingredients to restore it into what it was always <laughs> meant to be, just like with the relationships that we know in our life. So if you're with your loved one, remember, <laughs> no matter what happened before, the relationships of the past, they don't matter except for the fact that they helped bring you to the relationship you're in now. Hug that person, that that true love next to you, and smoke some Parsons blend <laughs> while you, you do it. You missed your calling, dude. I mean, I, mean, I, I just, you know... It, and, I could have been a perfume salesman. It, well, I like how the... No, you, you could have, right? And the stories and the shtick, it just gets better with the more whiskey, right? Hey, you're it, telling just, the stories. I'm just framing uh, them up. Great. That's all. <laughs> I'm just taking what you're saying. Well, well I, I do want to review one more tobacco we've got here tonight. All right, this is the secret uh, we, one? Yeah, we've never... We've never done uh, three tobaccos in a row that I'm aware of. I but, don't think so. But I did, you know, as I was getting ready for tonight's show, I was curious um, about something, and I thought to myself, what if we blended these two tobaccos together? What would happen? Ooh. Well, you know, you've got Parsons Blend, which is just such a such a house favorite. Of course, the tr- the, the recipe is newer, and people have to learn to uh, to love the new one and, and be introduced to it. But we've also got this chocolate cavendish been on the market for a while. So what if we blended them together? And I, I have to say, I've, I'm smoking my first bowl right now, and it, it's pretty doggone good. Yeah, it's pretty doggone good. So I I blended uh, equal parts of Cornell Deal's chocolate Cavendish with uh, with our new recipe par- for Parsons blend, and I'd like to introduce you to Bo's Afternoon Delight. Oh, look at this! <laughs> oh, guys, it's got my name on it. So isn't that something? Yeah, <gasps> you're giving this to me on Valentine's Day. It's re- it's really it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Happy Valentine's Day, Bo. Oh man, this well, it, is, this is gorgeous. It just adds kind of that natural, the cocoa powder kind of flavor we talked about to the, the subtle fruit of the Parsons blend. Oh, oh, it's it's been uh, it's been good to smoke so far. I want to smoke a few more bowls and see uh, see kind of where it takes us. Oh so, man, this is great. I can't monkey with to, a little uh, bit, but oh yeah, it's pretty good. Bo's afternoon delight. Well, I know what I'll be doing tomorrow afternoon, man. This is uh, this is great. <laughs> gonna find my tobacco, gonna hold it, gonna pack it tight, gonna smoke some afternoon delight. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. If I, if I were quicker, I would join in, but I, I really can't think of any lyrics. John that David's bad. always saying, "When it's right, it's right." <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get my Missouri Mirsham, and I'm all back it tight. Now that's what I'm talking there about. We go. How about that? <laughs> no, but I, I did want to say this is this is so beautiful, man. Because in many respects, with the tobaccos that we've had tonight, you know, you just think of uh, your true love passing you a uh, uh, some of that chocolate Cavendish that are, that first date where they slid that on over to you, and you enjoyed that. <laughs> 
and 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 later in life you they go with me here's my chocolate and candy. later in life they take you to the parson where you where, where you make it uh make it official and now you're in this beautiful marriage of Bo's afternoon so <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Well, man, I cannot wait to smoke this. I tell you what, I am going to be smoking this yeah, in. Yeah, just something fun. My corn cop pipe from Missouri Mission. That's right. That's right, man. man it's uh, a great, great, uh, <laughs> great way to sample a lot of great tobaccos. And that's one of the one of the things that we love is whenever we do tobacco talks, we get a chance to talk about some tobaccos that you may not have tried. And with a great uh, Missouri Mission corn cob pipe, you get a good, cool smoke, but you're also able to make sure that you get all of those flavors every single time that you're tra- sampling a new tobacco. And that's what you want. Bo's Afternoon Delight, you're going to smoke this, you're going to think, oh my gosh, this is, I need to break in a new pipe for this. But you don't know that at first. You got to sample something That's right. uh, through through a good clean smoke, like the smokes that you're going to get through a Missouri Meerschaum pipe. That's right. We we love uh, love their pipes because they're so affordable, but um, they're also really good for sampling like Bo talks about. In our business, on our side of the counter, we're constantly tasting new tobaccos and we always want a uh, just a clean, fresh smoke. And a lot of times a small bowl for some of these tobaccos just to Get a little pinch here and there to try uh, different ingredients and different blends and see how things are, are marrying up over time. One of my favorite pipes for that is the Missouri Meerschaum Shortstop. Uh, just a great little pipe. It's got the the very small Missouri Meerschaum Mini Bowl on it, but it's actually got a little longer stem, so you don't quite look like you're smoking something that uh, belongs on a keychain. You know, it's just a little little longer than that. It's a really nice sized pocket pipe, but uh, has just just wide enough bowl to get your pipe nail down in there to tamp your ashes down, and it's got uh, just enough room in the bowl for a uh, for a nice sampling of, of a new tobacco that you just want to want to find out about. So anyway, great pipes at Missouri Meerschaum and, and from our friends there. We love uh, love them, support them, and we uh, ask that if you're smoking a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, take a picture, tweet it to us, and we'd like to tweet that back out to thank Missouri Meerschaum for supporting our show. That's right. Smoke rings are in flight. Afternoon delight. Bo's afternoon delight. <laughs> Man. Not Mr. Calling there. I... I, I I think I sing okay. You did all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it. <laughs> Keep right, your day man. job. Pipe question of the week. Uh, we got a great pipe question this week that uh, comes in from uh, Nelson. Nelson yeah. over at the uh, the uh, Sherlock Holmes Pipe Club. He actually writes for the Sherlock Holmes Pipes Club Gazette. Yeah. Uh, this is, of course, uh, an online yeah. publication that many people in Boston and beyond, uh, far beyond, are, are aware of. Uh, he says, good afternoon. In the last issue of the, uh, the Gazette, I informed our readers about the, uh, the Red Virginia issue going on with McClellan. Uh, gave the information that we shared. One of our members wrote back. Uh, we had, you know, we shared here on Country Squire Radio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says one of our members wrote back uh, in the, in that same day and emailed saying that that he put something on the site that was incorrect. When he responded and asked what was incorrect, took the guy uh, a while to respond, but he said that he just said that McClelland is in fact going out of business, but that uh, you know it, it, whether or not he's heard that by now. He said I've I've heard nothing. And there was no mention of this on uh, either this show or, of course, uh, Pipes Magazine. And he was wondering if we can confirm whether or not that is the case. Is McClellan going out of business? Is this a conspiracy? What's going on? He says, are they keeping it quiet so that the masses don't bring down all the websites trying to buy everything (laughs) up? He says, thank you both. Again, this is uh, Nielsen. So shouts out to Nielsen. And by the way, before we even get into it, shouts out to the uh, Sherlock Holmes Pipe Club Gazette. That's right. And Nielsen, man, longtime friend of the show. We we were so thankful for you, brother. Um, And uh, man, glad glad you wrote in. So yeah, you know, he's referring to our... I forget what we even called the episode, but we talked about the Virginia crisis. The Virginia crisis of 2018. Uh, 2018, you know, here a few a few weeks ago, and you know, just the impact that it's having on 
uh, McClelland and the direction their company is trying to figure out right now. And uh, all, all the information we have received and have shared on this show, just to be clear, has come straight from McClelland. That's so, right. So uh, it just just comes straight uh, straight from them. They uh, they're adamant they're they're not going anywhere. It's one of those companies that are incredibly determined. They've been around for uh, over forty years now and are incredibly determined to to stay in the business. But they're also committed to only selling things that they truly believe in. And so again, I'm just kind of sharing with you the party line here. You know, McClellan, they have a lot of tobacco right now that's not available because, you know, according to them, they have uh, some leaf that has been stored up in some of these barns in places like South Carolina and, and North Carolina that, frankly, have just not had the time to sweat through some of those summer months yet to get pulled out to make some of their favorite aromatic leaves. And so they anticipate having that in the relatively near future, but don't currently. Their tin tobaccos are still readily available. We see those on the market and know them and love them. Um, and and again, uh, the folks at McClelland, you know, are, are adamant that they're here uh, to stay. And and again, that that is coming straight from McClelland. So. Unless something has changed in the past day or two, you know, whenever I call up there to chat with them, uh, you know, whether it's ordering or I've got a question about something, I, you know, when we when we talk to them, they're um, just the most delightful folks. We've talked on and on about, uh, you know, Mike and Mary up there and uh, just how incredibly, you know, talented they are and, and also what interesting people they are. We just love interacting with them. But, you know, if, if things do change and we're made aware of that, we'd love to share it on the show and, and we'll be, you know, more than happy to do that. Uh, we believe in McClelland. We love them. We wish them many years to come. And, uh, you know, we think, uh, you know, they're going through a transitionary time right now, but all indications are they're committed to staying around, even though, you know, some of their products are hard to get right now. And of course they have phased out entirely 5,100, which was a big hit to the, to the industry. So anyway, so we'll see where it goes, but, but so far the party line is they're, uh, they're here and they're not going anywhere. Yeah, and you know, I, I think one thing that's important to, to point out as well is that you know, Country Squire Radio, we are a, a podcast that is dedicated to the community and the craft uh, and the culture that surrounds uh, pipes, pipe tobacco, pipe smoking. It's always been the case. I mean, the tone of our show is very much we try to, for the most part, take a timeless approach to the content that we cover uh, in in terms of kind of broader, big topics, and even with some of the more things that are relevant to the day and age, we we try to kind of cover it from a little bit more of a relevant a larger picture yeah it's kind of thing. relevant from the moment that we put it out there and, and will be for the next two years and, and was two years ago as well but that being said we have done special episodes in the past where there have been breaking news of kind of a seismic proportion that, that really do shake up the industry so we will continue to do that when there are kind of like you know big groundbreaking uh, uh, moments in uh, the sure. in the industry yeah um, but we're not you know like we, uh, we talked about before we're not really um investigative journalists investigatory uh, for, the, for, the, for the pipe industry, you know, yeah, that, that's not really our, our go-to um, thing uh, or identity, but, uh, you know, but occasionally if news comes up, we like to talk about it. And if it's appropriate, we'll, uh, you know, maybe get some sources or something like that. But, um, but yeah, just to be clear, uh, the, the information we shared on that show uh, came directly from, from the folks at McClellan. That's right. So, yeah. Okay. Good deal. Well, hey, and if you've got a pipe question of the week, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show, show at countrysquireradio.com or of course, Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. But uh, emails are great. So show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Quick fire questions, of course, brought to you by the Tin Society. Mm, More about the Tin Society and that amazing, amazing service in just a minute. But first, these from Peter Lambrecht. 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 
Uh, you know, he's a he's a club member, so I got to mispronounce his name. Okay, no, <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. My... That, that, that's exactly right. That's right. All right. So uh, these are from Peter. Okay, good. Are you ready? Yep. Puzzle or book? Book. Book. Puzzles are fun. My when kids are the last into puzzles. time I did a puzzle? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I shouldn't do one or don't like them. I just, I mean, when's the last time I did a doggone puzzle? Uh, so like my kids are like I've done this ballerina puzzle like I don't know how many times, but they're like the kind with like the big chunky pieces you know yeah, what i mean yeah 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 it's kid's like side. right but even like i remember my grandparents for a my grandmother for a small time was into to puzzles like the really tiny jigsaw puzzles right. where they make this big giant thing. oh no, yeah and i remember like trying it and getting really frustrated and thinking man no <laughs> i just can't do man, this i, I kind of have this a sudden urge to go go buy a puzzle like, what was like, seriously, I don't think I've done a puzzle since I was, what, 14? I mean, I don't know. I like the idea of, like, a community-driven a puzzle. Time, yeah. Like, if you had a table out here with, like, all the jigsaw pieces and everybody that was, That would actually like, be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, Scout's Honor, don't don't take yeah. any pieces. Right. And then, like, everybody, just while you're just chilling out, you're just kind of yeah, working on it. you just kind of work a little bit. And then, you that's know, kind of a cool that's idea. That's kind of a neat idea. Yeah, that yeah. could work. But I, just yeah. on my own, like, if I'm just, like, hanging out at the house or, or if it was my book time, yeah. then I, I don't know that I'd go puzzle. I'd go book. Yeah. I do a puzzle like I don't know. We we need someone to get one of those custom puzzles made with like Brian Levine on it or something. <gasps> I'm just saying that's brilliant. It could be fun. Yeah, I want a Brian Levine puzzle. Now that's a puzzle I would do. A Brian a Brian Levine puzzle where he's dressed up like Gandalf and you're standing next to him like dressed up like Frodo. Well, we should both be hobbits because we're both in that kind of variety. And oh, that would be amazing. And and, and there could be this really beautiful uh, kind of fantasy, uh, you know, uh, Middle Earth background. Lord of the waterfalls. Smoke <laughs> It'd be amazing. Oh mercy! That Russ. <laughs> Lord, Lord of the Smoke Rings. <laughs> we next time, next time the three of us are together, we should try to make that happen. We should like take that picture. I thoroughly agree. That would be great. Uh, all right, espresso or drip brew coffee? Uh, drip coffee. I, yeah, I, I'm a drip brew, drip coffee guy. Uh, but I, you know, I like a latte and I like you know cappuccinos occasionally and cafe au lait. But um, yeah, I'm just a you know I'm just a kind of a plain Jane kind of dude. So. I, I like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love drip cro- coffee, but if espresso, like if it's if a cappuccino, if a cappuccino is the option, if it's done right, yeah. dude. Yeah, I like mine super dry too, which is hard to find. Like a barista that actually is that with less it. less milk is that, that the idea? More foam, less milk. In fact, yeah. the more if it was like just foam with no milk, and I mean right. like foam all the way to the top with no milk involved, yeah. beyond the you know foam, then that's the way that I prefer. See, it. Normally, our live studio audience is here tonight, and she is the she's, coffee she's, expert. So she's she, like the the queen of coffee. So I hear I hear you saying these things, and I, it, normally on a normal <laughs> night, I would look over to her, and she'd either be like, he's shaking her head yeah. up and down, like he's right. Or shaking her head side to side, rolling her eyes like, what is he talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is a great kind of pull the curtain back type thing. Because the future Mrs. John David Cole, like she, she's very good about like like uh, uh, affirming things we say with just kind of like a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or very much like negating them like. Like like this is kind of like just a very like not you, just a shaking a head like a like a sad or angry no kind like of a, a mixture no of like a you foolish swine exactly kind of look, right like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did good man she she uh, she doesn't doesn't hold back all right and finally <laughs> comic strip artist or stand up comedian ooh uh, I'm not sure the context of this one well I mean I don't know if you pick one or the other I mean are, are we talking be? like are we talking like Garfield. Um, ver, ver, are we talking like Garfield or, you know, the who did Jim Davis? Was that his name? Are we talking Jim Davis versus Jim Gaffigan? Is that the is that the comparison here? I don't know. I like Hot Pockets. Actually, I sound like uh, Louis, <laughs> Louis <that> Anderson. Li- <laughs> <laughs> Li- 
I, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm a I'm a I'm probably a stand up comic kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, I so you know we we had a web comic or we had I guess we st- still have a web comic that um, we've we've got. <laughs> Well, we did. We did. We did two volumes, and then we had started the third volume, and then we couldn't quite figure out where to take it, and so it's kind of on uh, indefinite hiatus at the moment. But I feel like I could do stand-up comedy. You know, maybe, maybe not. Well, that that makes that that's good. Good that, for that, you. You say that makes one of us. Yeah, good, good, good for you. <laughs> we Bo. could do it. We could do a double act. We could do a sister act. Sisters, sisters, there were never such a devoted. <laughs> Such a fool. We're going to go with stand-up comedy on that one. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for those quick-fire questions. <laughs> nah. Hey, if you got some, send them in. We love getting those. Of course, the quick-fire questions brought to us by the Tin Society. Ah, the Tin Society. Our good friends at this new subscription service that we know and love. It's uh, just such a great idea. They're bringing the box concept, uh, the subscription service concept to the pipe world, which Ooh, we've yeah. been wanting so desperately. And, yeah, get those uh, premium tins, man. Premium tins. Of course, we're all uh, enamored by these shiny, beautiful tins. We go online or in our favorite pipe shop and see these uh, this smattering of tins. We want to buy them all because they're beautiful and we want to collect them all. But the problem is, you know, you spend $10, 12 15 $20 on a tin and, and you may not like it. You know, you, you invest a lot of money in these tobaccos that once you pop the top, it's yours. And so, you know, the tin society, their great model is you get to try before you buy and commit to a full tin. And so just for a for a really uh, competitive fee, you get, uh, you know, several tobacco samples a month. Each sample is uh, good for about three different, three smokes uh, each. And so you get a really good understanding of what the, the tobacco is like. It's all premium tobaccos uh, that you would get from some of the best tin companies out there. We're talking, of course, about, you know, Dunhill, McClellan, Cornell and Deal, or like a Scudo, Seattle Pipe Club. I mean, just you, you name it. These are the tins that these uh, the, these guys feature. It's a great opportunity to try uh, these tobaccos before you commit to whole tin. And, of course, they keep it interesting because they're constantly rotating stuff in and out. So That's right. Um, yeah, really excited about that. So, you know, we talked about tobaccos tonight that you want to commit to, but maybe you're the type that doesn't like commit- commitment. You just want to... One sample of tobacco after the other, you night dog, after you. night. You dog, you. you dog. Tin Society is right for you. <laughs> TinSociety.com. Use the code SQUIRE for 20% off right. on your first month's order. And a nice Missouri Meerschaum pipe so you make sure you get all the lovely flavors from all those samples rolling in and out throughout your month. Lease subscription at TinSociety.com. Again, that's the code SQUIRE. <laughs> we thank them so much for sponsoring the show. Your Your thoughts, thoughts, your your comments, comments. listener feedback. All right, man, listener feedback. This has been a fun. This is, I I know it's fun. It's not over yet, but it's good. It's it's, it's, it's good. It's (laughs) really good. Yeah. All right, listener feedback this week comes in. Uh, actually, before we get to the the listener feedback, this came in from so many people. Yeah, uh, I just wanted to kind of put it as kind of a correction note from last week. We talked, of course, about uh, squadron leader and the yeah. question of what plane was there. Well, that has been uh, uh, corrected. That was addressed, right? That was yeah. addressed. And of course, that plane is uh, the uh, World One Era. World War One Era. Uh, Sopwith Camel. Sopwith Camel. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I can't tell you how many tweets and emails and comments that we got, like, immediately. Wanting to clarify that. Yeah, you look at the timestamp from the moment we went live through the moment that we started this podcast, we were getting more and more of those comments. No, that's good. That's what, hey, we love that. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, but, but I would like to think, brother, that, like, we are humble enough to, like, receive that kind of stuff very, very readily, right? So, you know, if we're, um, when you come in your, when you come in our shop and, 
if I don't know the answer to something, I'm typically pretty quick to say, you know, I don't know, but but we'll look <laughs> into that. And uh, yeah, we didn't know what what the name of that plane was, and it, it was a uh, the squadron leader plane is a Sopwith Camel World War One era. Uh, plane. That's right, so, man. Yeah, holding us accountable is just a as is a, a great way actually to uh, to support us and so very because yeah, y'all y'all absolutely. are so gracious when you do, which is which is nice. Uh, all right, so Jackson uh, W. Faulkner wrote on. He said, "Good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, my name is Jackson." Uh, not the city, but the guy said, I am 18 years old and currently serving in the army. Thank you for your service, Jackson. I love this. I started listening to your show when I was 16. I've been listening weekly ever since. I hadn't started smoking yet. Uh, but I love the Southern culture that I found emanating from your show, uh, mostly from JD. Hey, now. All right. All right. I'm, I'm from Mississippi. I have been all my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got a little Southern accent, but it's not as thick as mine. All right. Fair enough. So I come from a Southern family. I'm, blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm named after and related to Stonewall of the Jacksons. I says uh, Missouri and Alabama mostly, but live in Kansas. My grandpa and dad smoke cigar together every chance they get. And I know growing up, I would smoke them the day, the day that I turned 18. Sweet. We are in the clear, but I wanted something different. I do enjoy a cigar on occasion now, but the culture and old school swagger uh, surrounding pipes is something I love. Listening to the show gave me an incredible amount of guidance on the tobacco world. So the day I turned 18, I bought a Missouri Meerschaum Country Gentleman pipe with a tin of Gaywith, Hogarth, and Company oh, Co. Number one. Is it Co. or Company? I'm not familiar with those. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Co. Number one CC blend. Thank you so much for the weekly dose of Southern culture and pipe knowledge. Cheers. Again, that's from Jackson W. Faulkner. You can't get a more Southern name than that one right there. That's a solid Southern <laughs> name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's solid. Jackson, thanks so much for writing in, brother. We're, man, just honored to be a, a part of your, um, man, your, your journey, your entry into the pipe uh, smoking community and world. We appreciate your service, man, in the Army. Uh, serving the United States and um, man, or just uh, hope that your pipe as you're out there, uh, you know, whether you're uh, at, at boot camp or uh, out deployed somewhere, uh, man, your pipe is your uh, is is a real uh, minister to your heart. So absolutely, uh, thanks a bunch, man. We appreciate you a lot. Welcome, to, welcome to the brotherhood. Now That's that you're right. 18. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, next one comes up from JD on iTunes. Now I'm assuming this is not you. I, I did not review on iTunes our own podcast. Okay. No. okay. I, I, yeah, that's, you didn't want to be right. that guy. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, this is from DJ. Nice <laughs> podcast. Five stars. That, that one guy right. that looks like Jesus, is he's, he's really he's smart. He's so good looking. He's and so like, good looking. Yeah. <laughs> should get an Emmy or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, we probably, well, I'm not even going to get into that. No. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> JD on iTunes says, like, oh, go ahead. She says, seems like my first friends in Mississippi. And yeah, why don't you uh, take it from here? Okay. JD. Yeah. Th- th- I think I know who this is coming from. Uh, see, this is on iTunes. Seems like my first friends in Mississippi. My wife and I just moved to the Jackson area. And since I work from home, I don't get out much to meet people. Along comes the Country Squire podcast. And thank God for that. Catching up with all the archives. I listen to a couple per day. And JD and Bo have made it feel like I've got some built-in friends. And I'm just sitting around smoking a pipe and chatting with. There's great content that wanders around mixed topics and yet always circles back to pipes and pipe tobacco. <laughs> really re- relaxed, funny banter, and welcoming, inclusive attitudes will make you feel like being a part of the gang, too. I highly recommend these guys. Thanks, friends. Uh, JD, uh, man, thank you so much, brother. As you have moved to Mississippi we, here, we are, um, are just so uh, so glad to have you in our life, brother. So you know who this is? I do. All right. I do. Good good friend of the shop and, uh, and the show. All right. Good. Have I yeah. met this person? Uh, I don't know. All right. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I got I got to meet 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 uh, meet JD too. Yeah. And that is what I will call. Uh, that is what I will call you, JD. JD two. Don't do that to him. Well, okay. Maybe JD one then. 
Oh, you're gonna, now you're going to call me JD, JD too. Yeah, now you're JD, Okay, too. no, call him that. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's great that you want to fall on that sword. <laughs> I will support this. No, but y'all, thank y'all so much. This feedback is, yeah. is incredibly, uh, uh, I mean, honestly, it's it's humbling whenever we get these emails, these iTunes reviews, and, and just hearing how we've been able to uh, to pay to, to play a little bit of role in, in your weekly routine and, and get to know you guys as y'all have been able to get to know us as well. Twitter's been pretty lively tonight, yes? Yeah, I like this. I, apparently, there's a thing like so. People are uh, trying to, or, or at least uh, our friend Doctor Love Doctor trying to uh, to guess my pipe. Oh, this is a thing. E- yeah, week? hashtag is, is this, guess John David's my, pipe. Is this my thing, so, guys. Yeah. He found out about it. He finally uh, got on Twitter and saw it. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, tonight I'm smoking my uh, rusticated Bing's favorite. Uh, this I have two Bing's favorites, and I, I've I've uh, been wanting a third for quite some time now. But yeah, this is my rusticated one. I committed to uh, to aromatic tobaccos and. Uh, just smoke a smattering of that uh, from there. So uh, really nice. We've got we've got a uh, at uh, creators design pipes on on here uh, tweets a photo of uh, <laughs> that I, I think he may have gotten from the Babylon Bee. I've actually, seen this on the Babylon Bee. <laughs> uh, it's it's of uh, Pastor John Piper, a, a well known Christian pastor, and he's uh, he's smoking a church warden pipe and uh, probably. Uh, waxing poetic about some kind of Tolkien stuff and uh, and the Bible. Uh, we've also got, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, right. So our friend at C. Duomo, uh, good friend Chris, he says, uh, so uh, this iTunes review is by Don Javid, right? Totally, <laughs> ju- totally legit. Yeah. If Don Javid interviews, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's that's definitely not me. We can uh, we can assure you that. So um, anyway, yeah, lots of good uh, activity on the on the Twitter sphere tonight. So. Yeah, we love getting that feedback in, especially those iTunes reviews. It's a great way to help support the show it doesn't uh, cost you a dime to do just a couple minutes jump on there uh if, if you don't want to wax as poetic as some of these come in that's fine we will we'll love even just a, a one sentence that says these guys good we'll, we'll take it honestly i think that's uh it's always uh, awesome but by the way for those of you who are willing to help support the show and, and spend a few dollars along the way we encourage you to check out the country squire radio international pipe club uh you can join up at patreon.com slash country squire radio for three to five dollars per episode or if you just want to send uh, a dollar an episode, uh, you know, like don't want to be part of the club, but still want to support us. Uh, that's great as well. We we greatly appreciate that. We need those dollars to help make the show happen, uh, bring it to you every single week without fail at the quality that you have come to know and love from Country Squire Radio. Yeah, we also want to encourage you to to uh, to send in. Uh, by the way, pipe questions. So we actually, when I was uh, pulling in uh, pipe questions for this week, we need a yeah. we need a few more in. So if you want to go ahead and uh, for those newbie pipe smokers, good chance to get kind of uh, send those questions. There are no dumb pipe questions, nor are there dumb pipe smokers. There's just dumb us, and we will do our that, best that is fair. to make you less dumb. Yeah, that, that is fair. I don't think that, that makes sense. That but may, it, doesn't make sense yeah, at all. Yeah, it makes but, sense in yeah. But, uh, but so yeah, let we, it make sense tonight. We encourage you, by the way, check us out. You can join <laughs> us live for a live show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Join us on Monday nights. Join us after hours at 8.30 p.m. Central. That's 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. You can also follow us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore CountrySquire. And of course, the uh, show's Twitter handle as well as at Squire radio ladies and gentlemen we we hope that wherever you are right now that it has been a wonderful valentine's day that we have provided you some recommendations to share with the loved ones in your life that as you light up your pipe with some of this beautiful chocolate cornell and deal parsons blend Bose afternoon delight whatever it may be Let the fire in your bowl be like the fire in your heart that burns, brings warmth, soothes the soul. And while it may not last forever, it lasts just long enough to remind you that you are loved. This has been Bo York and John David Cole 
Signing out for a very special Valentine's Day. Country Squire Radio. John David, let's go have a night. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. Thank you.